Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Welcome to a galaxy far, far away. Here at the Cantina Podcast, we provide top shelf service, including rumors, leaks, news, and reviews. Come in, order a Lomanale, and remember, no droids allowed. Oh, look at that. I've got to click that off. Thank you, Grow Generation, for, for sponsoring <laughs> us today. Uh, there we go. That's, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we are sponsored by www.growgeneration.com. You guys saw their sizzle reel there at the beginning. We will have a message from them a little later in the bro- broadcast uh, from uh, Christine because she's got, got a much better voice th- than I do. And Cam's not yet practiced reading a script. A script yet so <laughs> i uploaded the nice little vi- video and uh we'll play that but uh welcome ladies and gentlemen to the cantina live to today i am kyle joined always by cam how you doing bud yeah i'm good i'm good how are you uh, i'm w- wondering how you're doing the ventriloquism that's p- pretty talented Ted. Yeah, it's, it's it's amazing how I managed to pull that off. One day I've got a decent camera and a decent setup like you guys, but I do have a decent microphone. I, do, I just don't have a yeah. good laptop or a good camera yeah. at the moment. Sorry, folks. And we are joined by Beard Beard Stealer, uh, Shocky. What's up? <laughs> Not too much. How about you guys? Uh, that that that's right. what his mom his mom said when she saw the beard. Yeah. Shocky. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are funny. You know, uh, it Mike's is, in the house. Yes, he is. It is. It is. Uh, uh, been a, a a interesting uh week for for Star Wars. Um, uh, actually, look, let me correct heck that. It has been an interesting year for Star Wars. Um, we have we have watched uh in the in the last few few months since uh Mando season two st- started. We have watched the fandom do this and then this all all over again and one of the biggest uh like things that people have a lot of concern about and a lot of uh interest in is this obi Obi obi-wan kenobi show and uh we got to talk a little bit about it Last week, Shockey, a little bit about some of the stuff we heard from our friends over at K- KRT, um, and the the one of the biggest things was this this idea that it was possible that Feige and Favreau may have looked at the early scripts for the Obi Wan show, which I have a fear theory might have actually been like. Uh, the um what what do you call it the movie script uh churned um into a sh- show right i think that mm-hmm. is a poss- possibility but i think that what do you think what yeah. if what have you you heard do, do you know anything else about this situation 
Yeah. So talking to a couple people that that are have connect ties to the Kenobi series and have been with this entire process, you're not too far off. Um, so remember that Kenobi was a you know, and this has been confirmed that Kenobi was actually going to be a movie. Okay, and and that yep. you know that's was in the works for for quite some time. It was you know we had uh, the spinoffs with uh, Rogue One and also Solo. But then after the Solo, the whole idea of doing the one and done Star Wars movies kind of went away. So uh, then Disney Plus comes along. The the popularity of the Mandalorian gets humongous. You know. Uh, around, around the, the beginning of that. And so now it's like, okay, we have life in a Star Wars. Let's bring some of these projects that we had that, were, that we shelved and let's bring it to, to Disney Plus, which was, you know, going to be Kenobi with some of the other things um, like Andor uh, that, that is coming out. The original concept was to just, or the original like uh, thought process, let's just take what we were going to do for the movie and just split it up into the, the the series, and you know, does that work? You know, I guess not. Um, I guess after you know going through and, and reading the scripts and how it was going to work out and play out, um, well, it's, it's, it's one it, of those things when something's written to be a movie. It's not, you know, it's it's easy to say, right? Um, here's a book. We're going to have to cut a shit ton of stuff out for a movie. Mm-hmm. Or we could make it a TV series. You've always got that choice. But if you've written a script that's supposed to be, say, two hours long, it's pretty hard to turn that into suddenly being six hours long. You know, yeah. you've got so much more yep. that you need to add into that. It's, it's, it's treble what you've already got on paper that you need to add to that. It wouldn't be an easy task, um, for sure. Yeah, I don't know the exact storyline. That That's the one that's been, you know, kind of it's it, there's some you know rumors have come around and some people have said you know it was the the search for obi-wan i know that noah over at krt you know he's he's basically said that that was kind of the premise and that obi-wan was going to be showing up right at the very end which mm-hmm. if you think about it it kind of makes sense because they're probably what they were doing is going off the popularity of rogue one introducing new characters and you know say hey we can probably you know, do a whole movie of new Star Wars yeah. characters and then, you know, throw you and McGregor in at the last minute, you know, last 20 minutes or whatever in the movie and, and be done with it. So it, it, it could have worked. It maybe, you know, we don't know, but, um, so if that, if that's the case, then yeah, I don't see how you could transition that to a series and, and yeah. stretch it out for yeah. say six episodes on that and because it's another thing, is, I mean it sounds to me like the whole Hayden coming back thing didn't materialise until the, the script was rewritten because obviously we broke that story when he was first mm-hmm. in talks but that was way after they started you know they abandoned that orig- original oh, yeah. script so yeah. would you agree with that, that you know yeah, was, so that no one I do in that original script yeah that one I do know was uh, was definitely a uh it it wasn't in the works during the original concept of kenobi when you know from movie to the you know the bringing it as a series that hayden christensen darth vader uh anakin skywalker that concept wasn't even you know a part of it um but now you know from everything i know about it like that was kind of like the we need you know to bring they needed to bring a a villain you know an antagonist 
to really, you know, live up to the level of Kenobi. And the only one that could ever do that is Vader, you know, slash Anakin. Um, and it's kind of a, a cool concept from it's basically unfinished business, right? If you think about it, um, we have, you know, Order 66 with all or, you know, assumed to be all Jedi have been um, all the Jedi have uh, been killed off. Anakin slash Darth Vader knows that Kenobi's still alive and he knows that Kenobi yeah. got the best of him. So, you know, that's eating at him. So instead of it being, you know, the search for Obi-Wan, it, it seems like it's going to be more like the hunt for Obi-Wan. And that's where yeah. um, I think the, the the tone, everything's going to change on that hmm. from the original. And what concept, about yeah. the whole idea of whether Father Danny C and, and Kibosh in the original? Have you heard anything on that? Like? So that one, it kind of is it's uh with feige favreau like it's it's a, it's a collaborative effort there um i think what pretty much when when i've gathered is when solo failed and the project stopped the the boba fett you know all those kind of ones that we've they, heard they you know rumblings it was kind of that one like <laughs> yeah uh, yeah it, it, it went it was like hey let's um uh, let's see you know what we can salvage from the story and what needs to be changed and so i I, it's it's definitely a collaborative effort you know i think you know what you're seeing here is the works of a lot of people that have said hey look this is probably the direction you need to go and don't get me wrong deborah chow is is basically directing this thing so it's i i i you know, I'm. I mean, Chow wasn't involved at that point, was she? In the original, no, no, it wasn't involved at that point. That wasn't till she had, she had directed the Mandalorian that they they tapped her up for Obi Wan, right? Yeah, but you have to remember, you have to remember as well is that this is kind of like when Mandalorian one was was filming mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the kind of the process of bringing in Kenobi and, and as a series and everything was all working together. Mm-hmm. So it was basically. How, what's the story going to be? Who's the director? And Chow was there, you know, with all of it. So it was kind of, and if you look at her episodes from so she had been part of the decision to change the Mm -hmm. script as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a collaborative effort. I know some people like to lift up Feige as being like the the savior of all. And without a doubt, the man is is unbelievable. My headline was, um, did Kevin Feige save the Obi-Wan Kenobi show? Um, But that was going off the way Noah had explained it from his point of view, to be fair. So we we didn't have any other information. Oh, and listen, yeah, and and this is not saying that he's wrong. I mean, it's, I think it's all in perspective of where you get your information from because I think some people at Lucasfilm, you know, probably saw no, no, his, oh, when Feige stepped things, in. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. When Feige yeah, stepped yeah. in, that's the that that's was it. the changing point, you know. Oh, when Favreau stepped in, that, that was the changing point. So I mean it's all in you know in in you know somebody's perception of in what you know uh what information they're getting. So yeah I definitely see it as you know what um, happened though with this whole kind of reported civil war we were we were talking about this just couple of days ago, uh, Mike. Um, yeah. You, you and I and Kyle on a business call, but um, and we were talking about, you know, this this perception that some people peddle that there's this massive civil war going on at Lucasfilm and there's Kathleen Kennedy on one side and Favreau and, and Kevin Feige as well for some reason get involved in it, even though he says, like, I'm not really in, involved in this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, 
it's, it's how you interpret something like that. So you can mm-hmm. interpret this news the way it's meant to be, is that a lot of people get involved and agreed together to make the decision that the script wasn't good enough and they had to rewrite it. They did. This is what we've got now, and everyone seems more happy with it. That's the facts, right? But, right. of course, you'll get some people that will read into that that the bad stuff was Kathleen Kennedy and that other people come in and saved her ass. You know, that's how they will take that. And it's that's not what anyone's saying here, really, at, the, at that point. But that's the way some people will perceive that um, because they just choose what to, what to take out, the words that you're saying, what, what to believe that's, that's going on behind the scenes because it suits their own agenda. Does that make sense? Right. One of the- oh, no, you're, you're absolutely right. It's, you know, information you're getting from different people. Some people see it as a conflict. Some people see it as, no, it's collaboration. And I know that, like, yeah. oh, well, there's a difference between collaborating and conflict. Yes. I mean, you got to think back, you know, after the sequel so, trilogy. Sometimes conflict leads to collaboration as well. Yes. You know, so sometimes yeah. something begins as conflict and then you collaborate and what you get at the end is a product everyone else is happy with. And ultimately, that and- that... That's everyone involved. I think in that well, one of the thing things that some people might be c- confusing with this civil war idea in, in Star Wars, because Cam and I have talked about it a bit. I think so sometimes we forget how how many fans have got gotten into the in- industry the, these days uh, mm-hmm. across the board, from from comics to movies to games. It used to be an an industry of of People that had a pa- passion for for the things they were working on, but they they were maybe more a passion of the mechanics of it, you know, the actual filmmaking, not necessarily this particular story, a Star Wars movie or a Marvel character arc or something like that. And then then over the last you know fifteen years, as the uh, older uh, uh, Gen X, or excuse me, the older millennials and the younger Gen X have kind of uh, moved into their first, second careers yeah, really, and, and things like that. I think I, I think, think it's even earlier than that, okay? Because I think even in the prequels, a lot of the people that were working on the prequels, yeah. you know, were were younger at the time. Were all so people like years, us? Years that, you know, that's yeah. at my age. If I if I had went into work on the prequels, for example, as a as a young man in nineteen eighty nine, which would have been absolutely marvelous, but it didn't happen. But um, yeah. you know, that would that would have been me having grown up with Star Wars as a fan and going into it. So I think right. I think there was even at that point. But yeah, maybe that because it's even bigger now you're probably right that right. i mean and that's, you, that's would you take a job at lucasfilm if you don't like star wars that would seem like right. a very strange career choice and, to me but it just depends on what you do i suppose and with that that if if the outside is d- divided and the the outside is getting jobs on the the inside i honestly believe there there are groups i've pointed out plenty of times that kennedy uh, whether it's because she feels a pro- project needs help or because she uh, is personally uh, invested in it, whether it's emotions, story, friends that she's brought on board, you know, maybe it's a higher public acolyte, uh, whatever the thing things she's got, got on. Um, while there's other things that she will not even touch, not, you know, 
be a big part of. And again, it might be because they don't need her <laughs> doing fine. I mean, so you look at things just like be that, yeah. I mean, but I also can very e- easily see where just like us as, as fans are fr- frustrated out here. Um, and and with some of the the uh, uh, vintage Star Wars stuff that we'll t- talk about in a little bit, we, you know, we talked two, two weeks ago about some things coming to Disney Plus. There's some new b- books coming out and th- uh, uh, being re- reissued and things like that. Uh, even new action f- figures from uh, uh, non-canon canon things. And again, I'll point out she's nowhere here near any of that. But there have been people from the uh high republic i can't can't recall her name she tweeted out fairly quickly after uh the the luke reveal that uh something along the lines and i don't want to mischaracterize too too much but it was something along the lines of you know why all the past stuff we've got this great new you know star wars stuff going on like the new, new republic and you guys are all about uh the the old old stuff so i can i agree i don't think kennedy and Favreau or Feige are trying to they're yelling at each other or anything but I I believe whole wholeheartedly there's t- tension in in Lucasfilm and Dis- Disney Disney itself and um uh I don't know what what do you think about that Mike I think you're I think you're right but at the same time I think that was something in the past because if you look at more recent stuff okay think of um where star wars is now let's so let's go uh, uh, there's no um there's no real like identity to like someone overseeing all the movies right yep. it, it, the, the, there's a, a wide variety of directors attached yep. to all the different movies that are coming out same thing with the shows it's not just it, it's not john favreau it's not just dave filoni yep. or uh, i think you're saying a lot more collaboration amongst the crew than than what we've seen in, in a couple years when since Disney bought it. Um, video games, let's go that, that way. So the license was strictly with just EA. All of a sudden, Lucasfilm Games comes. Lucasfilm Games comes back, and now yeah. we have you know multiple. Which was different, the right, uh, right move because it really, was. all you have to do is look at see how many have been greenlit since then. Um, right. Books, you know, same yeah, thing. Um, you look at Disney Plus now, bringing back the the what is it called? The yeah. archives, vintage. Um, they call it vintage. The vintage, the vintage right? Um, and yeah. that was something that so basically non canon materials, right? It, it, like, remember when Disney first bought it? It was straight up like, nope, we're yeah, that's we're not touching it. We're not it's touching any of that. We, yeah, exactly. And now you're starting to see, okay, let's let's open it up. Let's bring in. You know, I think Patty Jenkins taking on Rogue Squadron. That I mean, that right there is saying there's been a shift, there's been a change. The idea of mm. Kathleen Kennedy in, or whoever you want to, you know, put in charge and, and run it like it, like the Marvel Studios was with just Kevin Feige overseeing pretty much everything. I don't see that from Lucasfilm. And when I talk to the, the people that I know in, in direct ties, there, that is you're you're right. There was some of that. You know, because I think that when Disney bought Star Wars, they thought ah, we're, you know, we're the mouse. We're we we Disney. know how to do everything. We're, we got we did Marvel. Look at us. Well, we're yeah. going to do the same thing with Star Wars and yeah. failed. But now you're starting to see it change. They, you, you know, from the presentation, although, you know, Kathleen Kennedy is the top person. Yep. 
I think that you're starting to see, especially with the, sex, the success that Dave Filoni had with the Clone Wars, they're acknowledging that and that letting him, you know, branch out and create, you know, different things. John Favreau, you know, with the Mandalorian and along with Dave Filoni, you're starting to see, you know, um, Taika Waititi, you know, what what he's been able to do with Marvel, but also what he did in um, in the episode uh, he did with uh, the Mandalorian season one, and now giving his own movie. Same thing with Deborah Chow is that you're starting to see that. Star Wars is 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 not a a singular story, I, and that's why I get kind of frustrated sometimes when people talk, call it the the Filoni verse, or they're just trying to copy. <laughs> you know, they're trying to copy what Marvel's doing. Yeah. It's not. It, it's it. it um, Marvel's a very singular story. It's a very timeline. Follow the timeline. You know, we might throw a movie out of out of here and there. But Star Wars is, we're going to go from here, we're going to go from here, we're going to take a little bit here, you're going to have a story here, you're going to have a story here, you're going to have comic books here, you're going to have a video game here, yeah. and it's everywhere. It's not a singular, you're not following it you know, in a straight line path. And I think you can't have one person like Feige oversee everything, you know, as much as I respect Feige and what he I, I, don't, I don't even think that's the way it is anymore. I think absolutely to begin with, he was there fighting against other people, trying to get things the way he wanted. Once he got into control, I think from that point on, he has taken a little bit more of a backseat because he's got a team that he can trust underneath him right. that that he trusts to go and deliver what his vision is. So I think... Yeah, because like the Russo brothers, a, yeah, I think they had... They had yeah, control, a backseat. Like, the... You know, now that he's... You know, I think he's still involved and he like What he likes is to get involved in a lot of things, you know, so he wants to be there when they're, when, they're, when they're pitching the stories and the ideas for the next five years. I think he's absolutely involved in that process because he enjoys it, but I don't think he's micromanaging anyone any, any yeah. longer. Whereas maybe to begin with, it was a little bit more hands-on with some of that phase one and kind of early phase two yeah. stuff. Yeah, I can see know, that, yeah. And we know, uh, what was his name? Perlmutter was very, very, yeah. was mm-hmm. it Perlmutter? That That's was what I mean. He was up in his business and he was like, I can't, yeah, so I, I can't do this. I was running guys. the TV yeah. side. Um, Feige was running the cinematic side. They mm-hmm. didn't go on. They both had the Netflix ideals. Yeah. And then and, the toy stuff, the comics. And, you know, stuff, I yeah, was having, you know, he was kiboshing certain ideas that Feige wanted to explore. He wanted to get a Black Widow movie out much earlier than what they actually did, you know, and it just wasn't a possibility at that time. Um, So I think that's part of him trying to kind of rectify that, why we're kind of getting Black Widow a little bit out of sync. But, um, you know, every time he come up against Perlmutter, he won all the fights eventually uh, by the fact that his stuff was successful and and Perlmutter's stuff wasn't really particularly successful. Um, so you know, that's the way it went, but I think and it was never like that for Kennedy, she was never in there. I don't think you know, hands on, you know, and I think she just picked the wrong people to begin with. And and Disney had a lot of wrong ideas, and it's just hopeful now that they're kind of back on the, the, the good side path again, back to the right I, side. What I kind of see, see it as, and Cam, you and I've t- talked about it, and I think you and I agreed on the. T- term it's almost going back to the way lucasfilm did, did things before they were bought compartmentalization i know no i said it all kind of messed up but they're they're putting things into their their compartments and then they've got their you know channels of communication for story things that need to need to flow but i can almost see now with 
certain aspects of the novels and and the books, the idea that they they had that they were going to create a better uh, cohesive expanded universe, you know, where the movies, the, the books, the games is all yeah, connected. They've given I I think they've kind of like Marvel. Yeah, sure. A- Agents of Shield is is still c- canon, and while well, well, Feige's like, no, it's not. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the yeah. Ofi- yeah, their official thing was it. it I mean, I think so fans Star have Wars... to use the head canon that, like, after season right, four, right. they went into I a think... different multiverse at that point, you know, right. to get by it. So Disney is kind of doing that with Star Wars now. They're like, okay, we're going to compartmentalize things. We're going to let a lot of you guys have like you said said the freedom to do your your thing make sure nothing goes too far awry whether that's fucking pablo's job or what what not i don't i don't know who who would see it now but but well, listen, i think group of people is a department the story group basically they're called he's just one of the people in that okay story uh, group. is that what you guys think is go- going on it's it's more groups <sighs> working individually I mean, on their seemed, story arc or their their project it seems so the 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 evidence leans towards that direction with just a couple of the things that we've heard you know almost like the high republic seems to be its own thing then they're mm-hmm. doing different stuff you know different books that are that are canon but they're as we you know discussed they recently announced that they're kind of getting to rebrand some of the old eu legends stuff as well and re-release it with right. new covers which they kind of it was almost like a dirty little secret they kept away before. And they get into a bit of trouble with some of the offers for that as well. There was a lot of bad blood there because they weren't going to pay them any money. Um, so there was a lot of that going on. Um, and then, as, as Mike pointed out, you know, sometimes you forget the game side, but the game side was seemed more tightly controlled um, and, mm-hmm. you know, as if it was restrictive for what they could do in the games because everything had to feel like canon. Yep, right. I'm not sure that's always the right way to do things with Star Wars video games. Why do they all have to be canon? You know, they remember, can't all be canon and still give a good yeah. experience. I don't think. Well, if you you know, Battlefront Two was can is canon in the sequel trilogy because the whole yeah. singular player yep. concept storyline plays uh, into in between Return of the Jedi and all the way up to yeah. um, Last Jedi with so. the battle. Battle of uh, uh, ja- Jakku and Jakku, stuff, yep. and and, and yeah, um, yeah. they reference Operations Cinder in Mando mm-hmm. season two, the satellites that burn yeah. the plan- planet. So yeah, uh-huh. um, yeah. so there, there's some questions. And then uh, yeah. what's its name? The, the, the I've not played it yet. I keep meaning to do that. I don't know why I've not done it. The one way Cal Kestis jumped my boot as a what's, oh, what's yeah. call that game oh, Jedi Order, Jedi Fallen, Fallen Order. Order. Fallen Order or something like that. I think mm-hmm. that's canon as well. Um, so, yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Uh, but, yeah, they, they shouldn't be begotten to that. You know, it, it shouldn't necessarily be a tenet that they must stick to canon. I mean, I'd be quite happy for them to do something that just wasn't canon at all, and they just say it, it's not canon. Who gives a fuck, you know? But, right, uh, exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Good game, so. But I think that's what you're going to now, is that you're, you know this new division in, in games and in books is kind of like everybody just, and you can kind of see it in the movies, the way that we haven't seen, you know, pretty much all we've seen is kind of a title page, but for Taika Waititi's version, you know, of star Wars, it, you know, from just the image alone, it looks like it is a completely different 
form of Star Wars than we've ever been a part of, which is good. I think that, you know, not everyone's going to love everything. Like I I can guarantee right now, Kyle's Uh, not going to love every single movie that comes out. I'm not going to love every single movie. Um, That's just that those days are gone when it comes to Star Wars, I think. Um, Yeah. We're well, even think about it. The you know, each generation has their favorite. Yeah, each generation has their favorite trilogy. You know, whether it's the original trilogy, prequel trilogy, or sequel trilogy. Some Heathens. love the Clone Wars animated series. Some love Rebels. You know, and yeah, they're all good in their own sense. And so, uh, I think that's you know, what it is. There was a great, not great. It was actually a ter- terrible conversation because this this guy. Um, it was about about Star Star Wars and. Uh, um, I mentioned how there's p- parts of Star Wars that I can't stand. You know, there's things I, I hate, and and uh, across the board from from the the printed page to to the digital vid- video games and and I, I um also right? like you yeah and and he's like I don't see how someone could say they love love something if they hate part of it, and I'm like. Have you never read comic books? Like, right. uh, dude, mm. I I I was a huge e- EU fan. I liked the, the uh, uh, Jedi Academy tr- trilogy because I was younger when I when I read it, um, uh, and I thought you know Kevin J Anderson's Dark Saber would be good too, and that was de- definitely not a good b- book in my my mind. And well, that's the point that's, I gave up on the EU. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I didn't give up on it, but that's an exact. You can hate with a passion one thing thing within a broader range without it ruin ruining everything. What I think is some people, especially when something's so that. expansive, that's the thing. I mean, you the 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 smaller you make something, you're either going to be a fan of it or you're not. Once you broaden it out. Uh, you're then going to bring in different fans, but you're also going to lose some people along the way as well. It's like the DC and Marvel comics got so big that, yeah, there was different runs and people loved certain runs and hated other Mm -hmm. people's takes. And it went on for 50, 60 years, in DC's case, even longer. You know, it's it's been there almost forever, it feels like. Um, And up until the prequels, Star Wars was just those three films. So I think we put it on a pedestal because mm-hmm. it was just right. its oh, own thing at that point, you know. Um, and since, you know, they've decided it's been bought, they're going to expand it. Absolutely, Disney, as I always thought, they were they're going to milk Star Wars dry. Um, so we're, we're, we're not in that situation anymore. It's, it's, it's always going to be a situation where you pick and choose what you like and what you don't like. And But mm-hmm. I think what some fans need to understand is it's okay for us to have our critiques. You know, that's the whole yeah. point of, oh you know, why God, people yes. like us even exist and, and run a website like we do and why we <laughs> want to talk about podcasts because we disagree and we love arguing with other movie fans mm-hmm. and our opinions and who's right and who's wrong. Um and that, that's just the way it's, it's always going to be. If you absolutely love everything, if, if somebody just needs to put Star Wars on something and you have immediately decided you loved it in your head, I would say you're someone who's very easy to please and don't aren't really picky about what you get, you know, to, to be fair. Um, and we can't help if we're not all like that. <laughs> yeah. Really? I think it's... I, I think it's... Uh, pe- people have... People have gotten to the point point almost where it's like, 
Um, well, well, like that guy. Well, if you don't like it, then then it's not for for you. You either take it all, or or you you can right. leave. And I'm like, I'm like, whoa, dude, dude. Like, uh, I I don't even remember people being like that uh, when, when Disney for, first bought it. They were more upset about you know things like stopping video games, like that uh that b- bounty hunter based one that was going to be like open open world or whatever. He's got a whole new. I mean, that was two thousand twelve, two thousand twenty one now. Exactly. And some but of the people that were kids when Disney at. bought, you know, yeah. Right. That's there was a there was an animated. So they they you got to remember when Disney bought it, you had Clone Wars in its fifth season, mm-hmm. um, you know, or, or it was supposed to start its fifth season, then it got it got just killed right then and there. Um, mm-hmm. There was a another animated Star Wars series that was supposed mm-hmm. to come out. Uh, that Seth was it Seth Green or Seth. Seth something. Um, uh, I think it was it, Green. I think it was Seth Green. Yeah, it was like a comedy version of mm-hmm. it. You know, of it was Star Wars, kind of like that Star Star Trek cartoon comedy thing, right? But mm-hmm. Star Wars, and they nixed that. There was the mm-hmm. video game that you know, the Underworld, um, you know, Bounty Hunter uh, yeah. Underworld version of and it. The, um, it was thirteen was, thirteen, wasn't it? Star 13, Wars, yeah, 13, that's what it was. Thirteen thirty. That's there was and there was books. that show as well. Yep, the um, Coruscant Underground or Underworld mm-hmm, show yeah, and yeah, the, sort of the yeah. Jedi trilogy, a lot of things, and yeah, mm-hmm. people people were upset about that. But like, I remember three years later, everyone giving every everyone essentially giving the Force Awakens its shot. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, just like everyone absolutely. gave the Phantom Menace its its shot. You you know, and. What I think has ha- happened, and and, and p- pointing out that yeah, you you uh, you're 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 right. You you go back to 20, 2012 and you see people that are this t- type of angry versus twenty twenty one, where people are this t- type of angry, this other t- type of angry. It's that other type of angry that is pushing us uh, away and 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 making some of us feel like. Like that guy. Well, if you don't love all of it, leave. And I'm like, well, I was he- here either at the same time or I was before here before you, you man. <laughs> you know, I didn't ask you to leave. I said, come in. You do. You do. You. I don't like it. I'm. I'm going to complain about it. But, but I'm not going to like. I'm not going to tell you to to leave. You. You know. And right. I just. I can't. I can't stand that that ty- type of absolutism. It, it gets on. It gets on my my nerves, but I will say this: this money's an issue for studios across the board, right? Because they haven't been mm-hmm. able to release movies. Uh, Disney also relies on its parks for things, including merchandise, exclusive mer- merchandise. We've seen a lot of of studios uh, release collectible thing, you know, trying to trying to earn earn money. And um, Lucasfilm has got its fiftieth anniversary. Um, 50th anniversary uh, uh, celebration coming up and it's released like those books but it's also got some other things coming out out, including uh, some toys from the expanded universe and some canon things uh, like Jackson from the old Marvel comic books and this Luke is the the heir to the Empire Luke Skywalker Um, these, these characters coming out they're not aimed at at anyone that that 
uh is a big f fan of the sequel trilogy in general like the 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 new the new new fans this is ma made for me this right right, right here and, yeah. and they they know that but they ignored this forever after after yeah. they bu bought it and mm -hmm. now that they're like oh okay so uh ignoring all of all of the old fans and ignore ignoring all of the old stuff didn't quite work we're losing money the people that we thought we would bring in the new fans they're not spending the money bring on the old stuff guy guy <laughs> like it was a mistake can everyone agree that it was maybe not a mistake for them to want to cancel the stories but but can we all at least agree that it it was a it was not a smart business move to say this is all fan fiction and and literally treat just to say this is this is gone this is no we're I, think, not I, I think i'm it. going to have to disagree with you i think acknowledge it yes um yeah but that, that's I what i'm getting at they not had they, could, like, they couldn't is, keep it canon yeah. they couldn't just film those books because exactly. it would have, as exactly. we said that's a financial thing they would have had to pay all those exactly. offers millions of pounds mm -hmm. for, for the fact that they wrote those books at adaptation rights they, they couldn't do that they had to forge their own story the only way to do that is to dislodge in the fans minds that that was the story and that now you should be watching us because of course the big thing was this was 789 you know um you should Which people all i should be on us now. no matter what <laughs> right i know you know but i, I, I think, think they, they what they that. maybe should have done um as is, is just kind of soft did it you know if that makes sense like you know so just bring out the movies and when people say you know oh well, why why was jason and jane or not and, and everyone, oh no we're, we're, we're just moving in a different direction they just look soft go do it like you know that way However, yeah, I've agreed. you not know, the, on hindsight, and actually, I think I think I would have rather they did some of the <laughs> stuff that was in those books. To be honest, I certainly think um, they should have they should have gave the solos more kids. I think that was a mistake yeah. to just give them one kid. I think that uh, before, um, sibling versus sibling would have been much better. Yeah. Before we go to our our sponsor, Shaki, what what do you think? Was it was it? too hard was it a bad business choice the way that they they did it again i'm not saying that they should have kept the eu as canon or anything just when they said we're dropping everything it's all fa fan fiction get bent it's disney's now, now. yeah it's it, so it's good business because they don't have to write out checks you know for royalties it's bad business because Ooh. you're yeah, you're alien yeah you're you're alienating a, a big section of the star wars fans that grew up in the in the 80s and, and 90s spent the money ha mm -hmm. have the money grown up with the yeah. jobs to make well, and, money to spend yeah and you it, it, like so example of it thrawn okay so thrawn you know was part of the the eu right mm -hmm. um it, and that was probably one of the, him and then was it prince Ixor or Caesar? Caesar. Caesar. yeah Higher. Yeah, those two were probably the best villains during the EU time period. You know that that were added into yeah. Star Wars realms, and they were basically Actually, just wiped out. Shadows then, of the Empire is not canon anymore, is it? And yet, even though Lucas wanted it to, to yeah. be, yeah. canon. Lucas wanted it to be canon because when it yeah, came it out, Lucas declared it as canon. And, yeah, you know everything. Yeah, mm -hmm. they yeah. did that because their solo that's, idea that was a crazy. Decision. Right. Yeah. And so you look at that, and when you have pretty much, you know, your your alien a big group of fans that grew up in the 80s and 90s 
with that as like that was those were big moments there when you had those two characters being added into yeah, like Star Wars else. universe. Yeah, yeah, nothing else. And so when that ended, so they advertised Shadow of the Empire as like this was officially what happened in between Empire Strikes Back Return mm-hmm. of the Jedi. There's yep. going to be a game. There's going to be comics, and there's yeah. going to be books as well. And you know, as a young Star Wars fan, me, I was there day one. I bought the N sixty four game, yeah. bought the book, and devoured it. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so then when you you nix that, I mean, that just is you know basically telling you you know the kids that you know the people that grew up then, tough cookies and. But then you see the popularity when Thrawn was added into Star Wars Rebels. Because that show, the first season is a struggle, man. I don't know if you guys have watched it. Yeah, yeah. The first season is a struggle. I actually just skipped to season two because it's yeah, really just I, that's a poor every, show. Um, yeah, it, it, I tell everyone that like who has not seen Rebels and they're like, "Oh, I should get into it." I just like, I just tell them just skip over season one. You'll figure it out who what yeah. characters are who and stuff. But then they bring Ahsoka in in season two. They bring uh, Darth Vader. They bring Darth Maul, and then season three they bring in Thrawn, and that's when the popularity. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. The popularity yeah. went through the roof for that show, and. And, you know, and that was a smart thing to do. So yeah, it was good decision financially because you don't they do royalties thought. anymore. They thought bad yeah. decision when it came to and the fans. I want to bring up that. Uh, well, before that, uh, uh, let's go ahead and go to our sponsors, uh, mm-hmm. Grow Generation, uh, and a quick word from uh, them via my uh, significant other. Grow Generation, where the pros go to grow. Grow Generation is your one-stop shop for hydroponic grow supplies, product systems, and more. Grow Generation serves customers across the nation and carries a wide inventory of renowned cultivation brands. Go to www.growgeneration.com where the pros go to grow. Uh, all right, and uh, thank, thank you guys on that. Um, it's interesting that we, we brought up Thrawn and we bring up uh, – uh, Rogue Squadron earlier, Patty Jenkins and and her her movie, um, Rogue Squadron of course uh, made m- most famous by Macpole and his comics and, and books, also very big in in the video games and and uh, of course it was originally uh, in M- Empire Strikes Back um, that uh, uh, George Lucas you know named named the the squadron anyways. Uh, so it's not like they have to pay Mike for, for that one, but you can right. that that to me when they announced that and, and uh, um, uh, I started seeing some of these other things these these last few few who weeks these maybe these, these last two months. I looked at it and and I went back and I was like I, I see here here you know conversations with Patty and and Michael. Michael A. Sackpole conversations I ha- had with Mike, uh, Mike a- answering questions from uh, other other people, and I was I I I kind of got a- a- angry because I'm like, you guys brought in Zon. Everyone loved him. Everyone loved Heir Air- to the Empire. It's it's either the number one or number two favorite book series next to probably Rogue Squadron, right? Mm-hmm. As far far as the a series is concerned. And but you guys complete completely ignore uh Rogue Squadron until you wanna capitalize off of it a bit. And uh but there's been no word and, and as far as like I had said those early conversations, Mike's 
Mike Sackpole's not involved in any form whatsoever. I I don't think there are, and I don't necessarily want it to be those books. I've already agreed with Cam. Well, it should be like yeah, Wedge it, it in Akbar's place. The canon won't work anymore. Yeah, so. yeah. New, it does have characters. to be a brand new story, but yeah, um, mm-hmm. cool, cool with that. But I think it's going to be set post Revenge of the Sith, or something like that, maybe. No, no more three four stuff, Cam. Don't do, don't do the, that. No, no, no. no sorry, three, that's four, not what I meant to say. Uh, I meant Rise of the Skywalker. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think so, so too. And I'm cool with that, but I'm, <clears> I'm still kind of upset that it's like you guys are are realizing some mistakes and i'm glad and i'm glad things are getting better in some aspects but uh at, i almost feel uh not not uh well what's the what's the word i'm looking for i almost feel like they're 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 patronizing me now you, you know i'm glad i'm getting some of this stuff but it's kind of like why why'd you guys do it this way to be begin begin with you know it, it's fr- frustrating that's <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's hard to see until we get to see what Rogue Squadron is, what their vision for it is. I think it's really hard to see what what happens with that. I, I, you know, we have talked about this before, but it is the one that worries me. But uh, um, we shall see. We shall see. Yeah. My... Should we talk about um the new castle? Should we talk about yeah, the casting for Rogue? Just about bring that up. Uh, Mike, we got our uh big nice title reveal with the sa- Sandy Obi Wan Kenobi, and I say nice sarcastic because <laughs> the cast revealed um that at least some of those uh, elements of spending time on Tatooine from the original story, alleged original story, uh remain intact because Joel Ed- Edgerton and and some others are all in the in the cast yeah bonnie ps um so we we all kind of wondered um but it pretty much confirms that um obviously uncle owen and emperor yep are there, going there to be go. um and yep. it is the same actors that are playing them both so that is pretty cool obviously hayden was announced at the disney investor day but you know but we knew we knew much earlier than that um but the other characters, you know, and there, I mean, with characters, I say actors, I mean, we just have no idea who they're playing other than um, Moses Ingram. She kind of teased that she likes to play with lightsabers, which everyone's then kind of went, is, is she some sort of force wielder then? And it, which would make you think either one or two possibilities, either maybe a Jedi on the run from you know inquisitors etc or possibly an inquisitor type character that uses lightsabers and part of the kind of force that was set out to hunt down jedis either would work but but the rest of the guys i mean we, we just don't know so yeah, yeah um, playing at all, do we? i'm my money is on moses ingram being an inquisitor that's um, what i'm thinking i think yeah. so too i think so too because um, it, it, and this kind of goes with Jedi Fallen Order and some of the other things, and also Star Wars Rebels. Mm-hmm. Vader uses Inquisitors a lot to go hunt for Jedi, and the 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 hunt for it's the hunt for Kenobi. You know, the, mm-hmm. you know the to and Vader is is 
pissed off bad. that he, yeah, he he is pissed. He wants it. He wants round two for uh, you know, for to go after Kenobi. Um, and I think we're getting the Moses Ingram as the Inquisitor finding Kenobi. Um, I think that this is where also you're going to see why I'm pretty sure you're going to see why Uncle Owen kind of despises Kenobi and doesn't want Luke to have anything to do with Kenobi. And like when we see in a new hope, you know, um, what, what night and most icely. That's what yeah. one night most icely. Cam and I came up with the whole because that was like the only thing I was like, if if we're gonna spend time with with Owen and Baru, literally, I want it to be basically Owen finds out that Anakin is alive and is Vader, and, and the galaxy knows the Vader and what what he does and, and what he's capable of. And Owen being like, you gave us a fucking time bomb. What the right. he- hell, dude? You know, mm-hmm. um, stay away. I don't want him to know about his powers. I don't want yeah. him to know yeah. anything. Because if he goes like his daddy, we're, we are all all screwed. Get the heck. Oh, like, that's all. Like, And you I, know I what? This- he was right. <laughs> he was right. Because, <laughs> you know. As as soon as as soon as he's uh, he, as as Anakin turned up, psh, there you go, two of them burnt out in the middle of the street. Yeah, yeah. Job done. And, and uh, it's I I got I got this this hor- horrible feeling a long you know time ago that that we we were indeed going to to deal with um uh a rematch and sure enough mm-hmm. you know the the officials synopsis uh from from Kathleen Kennedy was you know Kenobi begins 10 years after revenge Sith mm-hmm. Anakin's Vader uh fans thrilled Christian back uh rematch a century blah blah look I got one one question for for you you cam okay because you and I are on the same side of this and then I'll go go to my Mike about it cam are are they gonna fix the worst light lightsaber duel in Star Wars history? Ooh. Excuse me, the second I mean, worst lightsaber duel in Star Wars history. I'm not, I'm not putting my money down a hundred percent yet that the two of them are going to fight with sabers. I think there could be it could be something slightly different. I don't know if I would have an actual confrontation between them like that. I think I would have a situation where almost like, you know, Vader's chasing them. They're almost upon each other and Obi-Wan gets away or something like that. I think there, there could be a bit more to it than just the two of them going at it and certainly not a kind of life or death match because where does that leave things? There has to be a reason to stop them. You know, do you know what I mean? If, if I'm writing that scene, I have to, well, there has to be a cut-off point in here somewhere because I can't have one beat the other because that needs to happen in a new hope. Well, so, you know, I can't have everyone cut off some more limbs of Anakin here. That's not really <laughs> going to work. Here's um, something that... But, to answer your question, um, yes, that is probably the worst lightsaber fight in the entire nine no way. movies. And the so, reason I say that no is because way. it should have it been the most important, and that's why it's the worst. 
because it's, it's getting nothing. It's, it's so getting no first, heart. They're twirling lightsabers no around behind their back. Oh <laughs> they don't speak to each other. So like. you're saying that the sequel? So you're seeing the sequel trilogy lightsaber battles are better than the Revenge of the Sith? Yes, hundred um, no, percent. Oh, other, oh, other than the no, fir- no, first wait a minute, one, wait a minute, Anakin. Wait a minute. I, I'm I, I was happy with Anakin versus Dooku yes. wasn't too bad. I liked Obi Wan versus Grievous was a good fight oh, because it was right, unusual. Right, it was specifically Anakin versus Obi Wan because it should have been the there. ultimate fight. And so it's better. So you're saying the you're saying the three Ray versus Kylo Rens are better than the that ba- because that there's more emotion in them. There's more grit. There's more you know you you feel it you're in the action. You don't, you don't feel like they're jumping. I mean, right? Let's put it this way, Mike. Right? Anakin can't jump over the top of Obi Wan, but. He can jump from that fucking lava thing that's going down the lava and jump about six hundred yards and land exactly on one of those little droids. Yeah, man. And, you know what about the fact that they don't say anything to each other no. from the point they oh say you will try and they start fighting and they don't say another word to each other until Obi Wan is literally they're on don't that thing it. and then they start talking to each other. It's this. It was too been... much pizzazz and you know, and not enough just the two of them gritty it was, going it at was each other, dance. having breaks in it where they speak to each other, you know. It wasn't you know, it's not just about silly choreography. Four stuff. Like it this should have been the most epic It's like, like the difference between a daredevil corridor this. fight scene and the, when the Avengers fought all those robots in Age of Ultron, yeah, it's cool. You get to see the Avengers kill all those robots, but at some point you're like, oh, how are they going to dispose of this 10,000 robots? Oh, like this Hulk's going to throw them away, you know, versus the Daredevil corridor scene where it's all tense and people oh, are coming I mean, it's all done the in Daredevil one shot. The Daredevil corridor scene is just a work of art. But you can't... Yeah, yeah but... But they were able to duplicate that then in season two and do it again in season three. They yeah, but it didn't have the same effect. And and once it, once where, it was where's done, where's that choreography? Where, where's that imagination? And Obi Wan. What, what, what about then, and episode one had great choreo. But do you understand the significance? Blend. Do you understand the significance of when Obi Wan looks at Anakin and says, "Don't do it. I have the high ground." That that right yeah, there is what it. That's what wins. Stupid. That's what's become that's a meme. How, you know, oh, oh, I I understand it becomes a meme, but that right there is what wins it for, he's not for that Kenobi. High. He's in a because incline. He's I, in a it doesn't matter. Incline. It does. It doesn't matter if it's he's, a slight incline because Anakin is so pissed that Kenobi's going to lecture him and teach him that like what the like what the hell I'm no longer your student and Kenobi's standing there like I got you I I have the high ground even I, if it's I know, like I know this what you're much. trying to convey and, so, and that's the emotion that they are trying to convey in that scene but, but the way they set it up doesn't do that and it's because it's the last two movies you you're reading what you want it to be rather than what it shows you dude it's a work of art what, without the Clone Wars what, and, and this is right, this send is, the gift get the gift without the the um the th- thing is is with, without the clone wars there there is no no emotion between a- anakin and and no uh obi-wan oh, they absolutely correct themselves. Absolutely. so when we first so when so we how are we supposed see, to feel that in the uh film? uh when, yeah, when, when we first see this 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 lightsaber battle, when we first see it, 
in theaters, we have no, no real emo. That's why I have no emotional connection to, to it. Look really? at this, guys. <laughs> what the? F- that Dude. is not art. That is stu- That's not Jedi. That's not Force. That's not detecting awesome. each other's movements that is some uh, dummy how is that awesome that that because was on youtube you, you, you try to do that you try to get a lightsaber you try to fight like that you, my son Dude. could do that with a toy lightsaber but no, she really's doing that, it i'll stab it that I, 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 I could i could just oh God, get my God. finger and push him in the chest because his swords behind him he can't defend himself no one has ever fought like that in so, the history okay, and if anyone yeah. did fight like that they're dead now well let's well we've had fun let's let's let mike get a l- little bit uh more, more in we i think that that word rematch is there for a reason. And Brian Brantley brought up this this point. The line in uh, uh, A New Hope is the, the loophole to get Vader and Obi-Wan to fight again, which is a presence I have not felt since. And he says something else about oh, Obi-Wan that makes it seem like it's after he's in the suit. I can't remember the specific line, but Brian pointed out he when pointed I, yeah. two out. The circle okay, is now complete. Um, when I there, when I last I left it. you, I was but a learner. Right. Now I am a master, only right, a master right. of evil death. Um, so exactly. yeah, it doesn't necessarily. I mean, a lot of people really did get hung up at this it? point. No, they should never see each other again. That, that's not you know you can't you can't take those words and say that might right, be someone's 100%. interpretation of that, but. I certain would argue that, that that's not there as, yeah, it's a certain point of view. And, and yeah, if so, they decide to change that, it does fit for me. Yeah. Mike, so what do you, what do you think will happen? Uh, do, you, do you think we will see another lightsaber duel? And if so, yeah. will it be a thousand times better than the garbage you so love? <laughs> Masterpiece. The only one better than Revenge of the Sith is the, is the Darth Maul with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Um, so I, I think we're a good, good, good one. Yeah, no, I, 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 the best lightsaber fight is in the entire Star Wars Mike trilogy. You. <laughs> it's, Which one is? It's the Return of the Return of the Jedi, and they hardly fight at all. It's mostly best a That's the best yeah, fight very in the Star there, Wars yeah. saga. You're, you're. I'll give you that. Definitely emotional there. Um, so I think we're getting, we're definitely getting a, a we're going to get a Darth Vader and Obi Wan um, lightsaber battle to to kind of tie up that whole thing from A New Hope, but we're also going to get a Anakin and Kenobi. I don't know if it'll be lightsaber battle, but it will definitely be some sort of type of dispute or it, we're going to see Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker through it in like a So you're saying there's going to be some flashbacks vision. or something. Like I don't know. I mean, I've always so, thought we would do that, but yeah, I, I think we you so, heard it was happening. It, Still, you know, it's still up in the air. Like, because I hear, I've heard a couple different things. I've heard it's going to be flashbacks, but I also heard it's going to be visions as Obi Wan is basically learning the ways to become one with the Force. You know, the training that we still have to get that part too. Remember that yeah. Obi Wan so was flashbacks and has head maybe. Yeah, and if you watch the Clone Wars, the unshown season, I think it was season six when um, when Yoda goes to learn how to you know become one with the Force and have the you know become yeah. a Force ghost. He has to fight Darth Sidious. Um, yes, and 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 kind of 
that's and that's before Revenge of the Sith. So like he's he's fighting what yeah, he, he doesn't know who his dad who really yeah. is, but yeah. Um, it's it's all about confronting your fears, and the fear for Yoda was losing the Jedi Order. You know, um, yeah. Obi Wan's fear is losing his brother, and and that's what we're going to see there. Um, or Luke, possibly. You know, I mean, it could be something or, yeah, like that. Something like that. You know, you know. So and what's so we're going to see, you know, pretty much a young Luke. Um, and you know, like because it's ten years after Revenge of the Sith, so. 10. Ten ish and it stuff. Is. Um the the question will be you know, um when does this take place? Because it's kind of it's right around the time in Star Wars Rebels. I don't know if you guys saw what was it, season season four? Ezra looks for, for Kenobi, finds him on Tatooine, but he's lured there by Darth Maul. Um and that's the mm-hmm. final confrontation between Darth Maul and and uh, Obi-Wan, and that's where yeah, Darth Maul I, I kinda- in my head, and I could be wrong, I kind of picture the mall thing as being after the Kenobi show. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, after so that, I think that's where we're getting it. Tatooine again. So, yeah, oh, I, I, I agree with you. I, I'm saying go back to Tatooine, but do we all agree that if Vader and Obi-Wan confront each other, it can't be on Tatooine? No, like, I don't yeah. think it will be. Yeah, I, I think it has to I go off be somewhere else at yeah. some point. Yeah. I would love that- to see, I would love to see the Fondor shipyards and the executor being built, and that's where I would yeah, love to see that, that would be cool. ha- happen. Yeah, that um, cool. yeah, it could be that. Um, it, it could be you know Obi Wan going to I forgot the the name of the planet that Yoda went to to go you know become, do the training to become a Force ghost. Um, it could be you know somewhere around there. Um, but what I, I'm thinking is is that if you watch that episode of Star Wars Rebels. That is definitely the old Kenobi that we see, like the Alec Guinness version, where he's basically at peace yeah. with what he's done. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he's very, you know, he, he's very one with the Force. His, his his teachings, and so when he sits down with Ezra, he's talking about you know to to not be guided by your emotions and everything. It's 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 a definitely a different Kenobi than what we saw at Revenge of the Sith. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. that this show is going to lead us to that moment where he comes back to to Tatooine at the very end. To watch, you know, Luke grow yeah. up there. So I agree. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, the 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 thing is, is we don't know what to who expect specifically, and it's both uh, awesome and terrifying at the the exact same same time. But yeah, right. it's the the executor being built at Fondor. But uh, um, uh, guys, it's been a outstanding conversation t- today uh we got to talk a little little bit about uh obi-wan kenobi uh production update timeline uh we're 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 in full production now right mike yes we are now full production yeah uh, everything's is, is started filming as uh i believe as of today is when Principal first day. Film. Yeah. yep so and they had been building the set since, in, or you know, kind of been building sets and, 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 and all, all that, that stuff, stuff since January. Yeah. Like they, it's it's in full force now. Out, out, outstanding. Uh, do we know any other timelines for for uh, Obi Wan or or Andor? Anything out, outside of Book of Boba Fett that you might have heard or can say? Andor is pretty much wrapped up. Um, that one is, is, I think they're just doing the last, you know, they're working on with the editing of that show. Um, the, the rumor is, is that we're getting two seasons of Andor though. 
that this yes, is a, exactly. a you know like a part one part two type deal um and kind of following the early stages of the the rebellion uh that place um and then um book of boba fett i believe it is it that is wrapped up filming and there's still a lot of editing and stuff to go yeah. to um to go through with that and so um the once once i think i believe it's tamora morrison's roles are done in kenobi as commander cody that one has gone back and forth so now i'm i have heard you know he's from the krt guys and in um, a couple others that he, mm-hmm. tamora morrison's definitely in it um and then some other people are like well not really now they, they've kind of backed away from that i don't know um so I, I gotta look deeper into that one um if they if they've done a change on that uh but pretty much you know when Kenobi wraps up then um Mandalorian season three it, it should be starting you know right after that so we'll we you know we should be so getting do you think boom, we'll boom, get boom. Kenobi released before Mando season three then on Disney yeah, Plus because you know, we don't so, have yeah. release dates for these things. And, yeah, and I think too is they're they're trying to buy some more time because of uh, Gina Carano's story was a, a important yep. piece to the whole Mando universe thing and trying they to just recast. I'm sorry. They, yeah, they well, I, yeah, that's another the whole that's other podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we we definitely get it, but that it's buying some more time to kind of rework all that and, and get everything lined up for the whole um, culminating event that you know the mando versus is coming to yeah cool cool all right guys, cool. guys well thank you guys so much for for listening thank you so much to our sponsors over at grow generation make sure you guys go and check them out for all of your growing needs for pros go to grow grow uh, make sure you're checking out our our uh, uh, website lrmonline.com every every day for all your entertainment news needs uh, check out the YouTube channel, subscribe, hit, hit the bell so you can be noti- notified every time a new interview with an a- A-lister celebrity goes up, up, a new episode of LR Morning, the Tina or Breaking Beat, any of that stuff, and of course, all of our wonderful podcasts on the uh, Genreverse slash, uh, excuse me, Genreverse by LRM Online <laughs> podcast network as we will be transitioning to as we, guys, as we have been for a few weeks, guys. Uh, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Again, follow the bells so, so you can be notified. Uh, all of our Twitter handles are right there on the bottom, so I'll just go around the corner and cam any last words for you, bud? Nope. Bye-bye. Well, Mike? Um, Revenge of the Sith lightsaber battle is definitely in the top three, without a doubt. should have should have should have muted You should have bent them. Right. Before yeah. that. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Coming. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you this week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.